Hi there, and a very warm welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of People Soup. It's Ross McIntosh here. Pea Supers, how are you as we career towards Christmas? I'm less than organised, but relatively relaxed. On the podcast front, I've been doing more research and listening to other shows, and I think it's a good idea, as part of the intro, to tell listeners what this podcast is about. So here's my first crack at that. It needs to be quite short, but try and capture what I'm up to. So, People Soup is a podcast that takes evidence-based psychology and behavioural science with the aim of making it accessible, fun and useful for people in the workplace and beyond. This is based upon a foundation of contextual behavioural science and supplemented with other complementary psychological approaches. We aim to make our content interesting for humans. Whether you're curious about psychology in the workplace, a psychologist, therapist, practitioner, or anyone really. It was psychologist Abraham Maslow who said, a first-rate soup is more creative than a second-rate painting. And that was the inspiration for this podcast. More than ever, the world of work is a heady mix of people, behaviour, events and challenges. When the blend is right, it can be first-rate. Behavioural science and psychology has a lot to offer in terms of recipes, ingredients and techniques. Welcome to People Soup. What do you reckon? I think maybe it's a bit too long, pea soupers, but that's my first go, and I will refine it as we go along. Today's episode is a copper soup, one of those short episodes ideal for the busy pre-Christmas period, and it's called Friends. This episode is inspired by two women, Teresa Jennings and Kristen Neff. Listen on to find out more. But before I go on with a title like Friends you may think you're going to get a song from Ross. And I know many, many of you like my singing. And when I say many, many, let me be absolutely clear. I mean Rose. Thank you, Rose. I would normally reach for the classic, That's What Friends Are For. But it's quite advanced for me and also very special to me. So... I've gone for a different tune that's probably slightly easier and... I can just about manage. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you broke. Your love life's DOA. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. But I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. Cause you're there for me too. And I'm gonna fade out now. Fade out. Fade out. So, P-Soup is the first inspiration was a tweet from our friend, Teresa Jennings who is a consultant clinical psychologist in occupational health on Northumbria NHS Foundation Trust. I think I've got that right. Teresa is a marvellous person, an ACT practitioner, and she's done great things with her team up in Northumbria. And a few days ago, Teresa tweeted the following. Let's look out for each other as we head into the winter months with Christmas on the horizon, which isn't an easy time for a lot of people. A little extra TLC towards our team companions and towards ourselves at this time of year can make all the difference. So that got me thinking, and it also chimed with some conversations, because it's stuck in my mind, that tweet. 
and it chimed with conversations I was having with two friends of the show, my pod pals, Paul Flaxman and Johnny Lyne, and we were talking about self-compassion. Johnny was reading a book by Kristen Neff, and we'd had a couple of conversations about self-compassion. And Kristen is a leading self-compassion researcher. And a little quote from her, she says, With self-compassion, we give ourselves the same kindness and care we'd give to a good friend. Now, I can confidently predict that self-compassion will become a focus of my own learning and the flavour of the podcast in 2019. But what I'd like to do today is invite you, dear P-Supers, to do an exercise with me entirely based on one set out on Kristen Neff's website. And I'll put a link to the website in the show notes. It's also really aligned with Johnny's idea from Season 2, Episode 2, where he suggested we could try turning our values on ourselves. How would you treat a friend? And as I say, it's from Kristen Neff. And it's made up of five questions. And what I suggest is you write down your answers, either pen and paper or type them into your laptop or phone. And I'd recommend you pause the recording to allow you to complete your response. I've also shared my response to each question as an example. I thought it might be useful. I'm an expert in being me, but I'm certainly not an expert in being you, dear P-Super. So I thought if I shared my experience, it might bring the exercise to life. Question one. First, think about times when a close friend feels really bad about him or herself or is really struggling in some way. How would you respond to your friend in this situation, especially when you're at your best? So if you want to pause, do it now and just write down your response to that. How I would respond... Oh, I'm thinking about when I'm at my best, I'd aim to give my friend space and time to talk. I'd really try to listen without interrupting. I'd perhaps ask some questions to help me understand, and I'd really try and convey my values of love, friendship and trust to allow that person to, to share what's on their mind and, and why, they're, why they're feeling bad or struggling. Question two. Please write down what you typically do, what you say, and note the tone in which you typically talk to your friends. Okay, so I've reflected on this. And again, you might want to pause here. I'd really focus on giving my friends eye contact, maybe a hug if that was appropriate, but my, my, my full attention. I'd make sure my voice was warm and my whole demeanour was warm. I'd slow down the way I was talking and really try and demonstrate appreciation of them. And I don't know, I think sometimes I might make sort of encouraging noises or or body movements to to continue the, the conversation. And I'd also be very inclined to thank them for sharing this with me. Really privileged that someone's sharing how they're feeling. So on to question three. Now think about times when you feel bad about yourself or are struggling. How do you typically respond to yourself in these situations? Please write down what you typically do, what you say, and note the tone in which you talk to yourself. Again, if you want to pause, just press pause now. But let me give you my response. My response is, answering that question, when things are going bad, I tend to think it's all going to shit. I knew this would happen. But I've got to keep going. I'm feeling nervous. Um, 
in my stomach, probably got quite a dry mouth, and my thoughts are going like a washing machine on a full spin. I'm catastrophizing. I'm having those unhelpful types of thoughts we've spoken about several times. Typically ones like, what will people think of me? I'm going to be found out. You've ruined everything. That's quite a corker. And person X thinks I am Y. Where person X is usually someone who's really, really important to me. And Y is something really, really not flattering. So you get the idea. I'd be critical and harsh. Question four, Kristen asks, did you notice a difference? If so, ask yourself why. What factors or fears come into play that lead you to treat yourself and others so differently? And again, if you want to pause, just just pause it now. So to answer Kristen's question, hell yeah, I noticed a difference. Real difference between the way I would respond to a, a close friend and the way I respond to myself. Those values and that approach I endeavor to express with my close friends. I'm not saying I always nail it, but it's so markedly different to how I treat myself. The factors that come into play are my feeling that it's all gone to hell in a handcart and I'm wrong and I'm rubbish. So question five asks, please write down how you think things might change if you responded to yourself in the same way you typically respond to a close friend when you're suffering. And again, if you want to pause the recording, pause it now. So for me, this question, it would be and is a relief. Once I look at the difference out there on the page, having written this down, I might be able to catch myself when I'm launching into my usual way of being with myself, that critical, harsh way, and know what my mind's up to and treat myself like I would do a close friend. It is really like the concept I've been working on from Johnny's idea. It's a different way of approaching it. We've talked about turning our values on ourselves, and I've been working on that with the values of love and friendship. And what I'd really recommend about this exercise is writing it down. Writing it down makes a big difference, and looking at those words I've typed really brings it home. It's so normal and automatic for me to be critical of myself. By doing an exercise like this, particularly, as Teresa points out, at a time like Christmas, it's a really useful pause for me. Consider this to be the People Soup Secret Center for you. Why not take some time to have a go at this yourself? As Kristen Neff says, why not try treating yourself like a good friend and see what happens? And just to finish, I also saw a great tweet today from Dennis Turch. He said, you may feel skeptical that being kind to yourself will really help you with what you're struggling so much with. Keep in mind that you can always go back to beating yourself up if self-compassion turns out not to work for you. And I'm going to leave you with that, P-Supers. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. I think you know how you can get in touch. You can get in touch on email at peoplesoup.pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at peoplesouppod. You can find us on Instagram at people.soup. And I'd love it if you downloaded, rated and reviewed us, whatever platform you're on. Thanks as ever to Andy Glenn for the spoon magic. And once more, thanks to you, dear P-Supers, for listening. Really appreciate it and really value it. Hope you found this useful. Have a great week and bye for now. I'll be there for you, because you're there for me too. And I'm going to fade out now. Fade out. Fade out.